welcome to the unofficial Disney Tonight Show podcast. Please welcome my friend and your host, Mr. David Studebaker. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Here we go. We have an amazing episode right there in that corner is is one of the greatest humans in the world we'll get to that but first uh jake taylor welcome in luke lacoy how you doing hello, hello there mando hello james creviston what's up in vegas although you're not in vegas but your vegas has stolen your heart you'll always vegas will always be a part of you uh i'm david studebaker this is in in that corner is one of my oldest and dearest and best friends he and I, we go now back to uh, third grade, third grade we go back. Uh, but the reason why he's on this show is he was one of the greatest people who ever worked at the Disney Animation Story Department. So great that they banished him to the dungeon of the audio recording department. <laughs> uh, but you know what? They don't deserve him. But he's done a lot of amazing stuff in the industry in LA. He's gone on a lot of awkward dates in Hollywood. He's a He is a plethora of amazing Hollywood stories. And he's just an incredible guy. And you know, he makes me happy. And so we're having him on the show to uh, talk about Disney and Hollywood and just the overall world of Oren Pelig. So welcome in Oren Pelig. Give him a hand, everyone. So first yeah, off, you're- Happy to be here. Yeah, so thank you, Oren. So I got to say, one thing I was going to do as a prank, because there's another Oren Pelig in Hollywood who's a big writer and he, filmmaker too. He worked in film, right? Yeah, yeah. Film? Yeah, so filmmaker, writer, big time guy. And I was going to- as a prank, email the team that Oren Pelig and have them just ask you questions about the about other him. Oren Pelig and completely <laughs> confuse uh, them and you. But I figured, you know, we'll, we'll play it uh, straight ahead. That actually does happen a lot to you with because your names are spelled the same, right? Exact, spelled exactly the same. I, I've known him. We both went to film school uh, at the same time, different film schools. So I used to get like, you know, actresses contacting me through Facebook, like love would love to audition for your film, you know? And uh, I'm like, I am not making a film. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's, uh, no, he's actually, I wanna make sure I get this in. He's a really nice guy. We are friends. He's a very prominent food writer in LA. So, I mean, even I was telling David right before this that I was at a restaurant last night and the manager of the restaurant, you, you, you sign in your name on the, on the uh, operating software to, to place your order. And I, I put in, you know, my, my first and last name and he comes up to me, you know, like, oh my God, like, how do you not come say hi? You know, uh, and, and we'd love to get you to write a piece about us. And like, what do you think of the food, you know? And because uh, he- Every, he everywhere you go, every food, restaurant yeah. you go to, they think this is their big break that Oren Pelling is coming to-, to Yeah, yeah, them. I mean, he's, yeah. And I just tell everybody, you know, yeah, he's the nicer, smarter, better looking version of me. <laughs> uh so you know tough luck you got me right now uh but uh no, really good guy he writes a lot for like LAS and la magazine he wrote a piece about like uh what's ever like about coachella and there were all these people contacting me like what or you write about coachella and like everyone knows me like Warren would, well, would and, never and, well, go near and for coachella. and for those listening we're gonna get to it 
Oren also is or was a journalist. He wrote for the Jewish Journal, which is a fairly big publication. So it's pretty, it's not like outside of the realm of possibility if he's writing for LAist, that that could be you writing. So, but then, but then, but then during quarantine, tell the quarantine story. Yeah, yeah, he wrote, he wrote this really, it's, again, everyone should look it up. It, it's a really beautiful, very moving essay about living alone during the, and to make sure, so I, I have a, a girlfriend and a dog and like I haven't been alone during quarantine. So he he uh, he wrote this very moving essay, uh, you know, very it's it's raw and honest. And, and again, everyone should read it. But I, I had an outpouring of, of support <laughs> from my network of, you know, oh my God, like I had no idea. Like, why didn't you reach out? Like, we we're here for you, <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, so he's um, I, I hope and I think he's doing better because we talked. Uh, we exchanged. Uh, <laughs> text i think so yeah he's, he's he's a good guy he's doing okay from what i understand uh but yeah it's 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 been uh yeah i mean a, a girl in my book club went on a date with him and like came back and reported to me about like you know the differences between him and I. <laughs> you know like yeah, he's, so. a bit, he's a little bit taller his breath is better. Yeah. <laughs> i just I enjoyed the- his company more you know uh, yeah. i i honestly i had i didn't know about the actresses hitting you up on facebook that is really funny <laughs> Well, and it's funny because like, well, we'll, I guess I'm I'm assuming we'll talk about when I, when I worked at Disney, but when I worked at Disney and I I worked on a couple of movies, like his friends hit him up like, oh, I didn't know you worked on this. So let me tell you my favorite one. It's really, I was, I, I I have a friend back home who like literally would say, I don't believe you that there's another Orin Pelly. And I'm literally (laughs) FaceTiming with her walking down the street. And I literally run into because he also lives in Koreatown. <laughs> and I run into him as I'm FaceTime. I go, oh my God, oh my God, this is the other Oren Pellick right here. It's me with like more facial hair and glasses right here. Uh, and, and that was very satisfying. That's crazy. Um, it felt very That's validating. Awesome. Yeah. No, well, well done. Uh, so uh, we'll jump right into Disney animation. Uh, when you were there, you worked with because you were in the story department so you were working with some of the biggest directors in disney history uh but and most people think wow that's really exciting and stimulating but you also can fall asleep fall asleep (laughs) quicker and easier than any human i've ever met in my life Uh, so tell us a good uh orin falling asleep on the job story yeah i i do have a good one i I worked on this, uh, I was working on this really awesome project. Uh, unfortunately, it'll never get made. It got canned, but it was so cool. Um, I feel like I could talk about it. Um, and if I get sued, then so be it. Uh, but uh, it was, it would have been so cool. It was uh, basically gonna be about these like um, little plant creatures that like live at the speed of like plants. So they perceive humans as these like blurs. Um, uh, it, was a, it was a really poignant, like, you know, uh, story of like, you know, uh, humanizing the other and like humans are perceived to be this horrible evil. And then a little plant creature befriends a human, but they're living at different paces of life. It's like really, it was really cool. Nothing, uh, nothing kills with kids like photosynthesis. That's really the, <laughs> <just> the laughing <laughs> Yeah, it was gonna, it was gonna murder. Uh, it would have been great. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I was in, so the way it works is like they, you know, early on in the development stage, um, you're, 
I was assigned to this project and they have artists coming to present work and they're as they're building the world of a movie. And uh, you know, it's the office is in Burbank in the Valley. It's like, you know, in August, it's like 115 degrees, you know? So just put yourself there at like three oh o'clock on a Wednesday, they dim the lights and this like 75 year old man, you know, like with a Brooklyn drawl is like, you know, presenting art, you know, this is the, the forest, you know, and, 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 and giving this, this presentation. <laughs> oh God, every voice I do sounds like, that. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, and he's doing this presentation and they, and they turn off the lights and, and I, I just passed out immediately. Uh, and, and, and it's, it's, it's myself, the artist and the, the co-directors in the room. Oh, wow. Um, and I, and I just, I just woke up to being pegged in the face by a that little bouncy ball by the director of the movie. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I call it mind, He's not naming names, but like, these are the biggest directors in, in the yeah, history I, of, I, I mean, of I, and, film. Yeah, I was a few years out of college. Just asleep on their shoulder. Yeah, I was a a few years out of college. It was like a big job for me. And then I go outside and I call my mom and I said, I'm going to get fired today. Like, (laughs) it's all, it's over. Uh, And I was, I was definitely convinced I was getting fired for sure. And then I, and then, you know, you, you know, these stupid office jobs work. I don't care where you work. They're all kind of the same. Like you get an email, you know, like, Hey, we need you to, even though they're like 10 feet away from you, you know, and like, you got to, we're gonna get to, we're gonna have a meeting and everyone just burst out laughing at me. I, it, it was actually pretty cool. It, I really was like ready to, to to get canned and they were like, you know, don't ever do that again. But that was pretty funny. I was lucky because the directors of the movie really liked me. So I think if they had, you know, if they were looking for a reason to get rid of me, there it was right there, you know. So they they liked yeah. me, luckily. That is a great what a great way to handle it. Yeah, just laugh at the guy. It's hilarious, you know, and, and mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I was great at my job, but you know, they were they <laughs> well, uh, what, what so what was your overall experience like working uh at Disney Animation, other than falling asleep and getting laughed at? I mean, it's you know, like it really was cool to get a peek behind the curtain and and see you know what what it's like and and there's like you know lots of really cool things like uh, there's a, a cereal bar you can get um, any kind of cereal twenty four seven which is really awesome uh, so that was great grape uh, nuts there grape nuts I love you're working at <laughs> it, the, the the apex of film and you're like god you know just the cereal the free cereal was just <laughs> free cereal there's um there's a they uh, dave when you probably when you visited me there you probably uh saw but there's like a they call it the so it's model the architect the same architect as pixar because they're, they're sister companies and uh so they have this philosophy of like having like a central area where everyone gets coffee and like has meetings so that the idea is that everyone because i worked in development which is on the third floor it's kind of like the sacred place like you can't bring guests up there and it's like very secretive because that's where all the movies that aren't announced yet are being are being developed. Um, and uh, so everyone's supposed to sort of cross paths in this in this coffee commissary and uh, and uh, and you get you know free coffee. Um, and there was a wonderful uh, gentleman, uh, a barista there uh, who's gay and, and he like there was a joke that he like would, you know, hit on people but he never hit on me and it like infuriated me <laughs> and uh and like everyone in my department would like you know had like their carlos story of like you know like and i couldn't get like a 
like a cutie or a, a sweetheart, like nothing. You know? So I spent like three years just like, why won't this? Flirting with and, them. Yeah. What, what am I doing? Come on, Carlos. What yeah. do I today's, have to do? Today's the day. And a wonderful guy. Wonderful guy. That's really um, funny. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. cereal and rejection. That's basically. Cereal, <laughs> rejection, coffee. Uh, yeah. I mean, all kind. Of, well, okay. Are you mean like what? What was the creative? Like? Well, yeah, the cre- and also, I mean, you because you were there at an interesting time. That was kind of the the renaissance of Disney animation because John Lasseter had just come over a little bit ago, um, mm-hmm. and they had done they had done Tangled, and they had done you know they were they were you worked on Frozen as well, but they were you know it was yeah. in that. It was in I got that. there right when Wreck-It Ralph was coming out. Wreck-It Ralph, that's what it was, yeah. So it was right in that time where they were kind of trying to be on the level of Pixar. Um, and so that was like a, it was a cool time, I would think, to be there, dynamic. It time. was a really cool time. It was a cool time. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I got there in time to get a Frozen bonus. So that was cool. I mean, you know, it was, <laughs> it was, it was a good time. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it was, it was cool to, there was a lot of, you know, uh, momentum and excitement and, um, and yeah, I mean, and getting to be in, in story meetings with all these brilliant people, like, cause that, that was, so my job was just to support directors and writers when they were, you know, in the early stages when it's kind of like a really, uh, wonderful stage of the creative process because, um, the, yes, there are deadlines to hit and, and whatnot, but you have a lot of freedom. You're sort of, just in a room talking about, you know, film and films you love and how they might influence the, the story you're working on and you're um, going on, I didn't get to go, uh, but you're going on research <laughs> trips. Uh, and uh, like, for instance, that, that film on is about like, they did a, you know, an awesome trip to the Sequoia National Forest and the, the Moana guys like went to, you know, Polynesia and, um, you know, all kinds of amazing things to, to really make sure that they are like doing their homework and, and, and getting it he- right. By the way, heady play on the Moana guys. Like, yeah, you know what? We should we should do a movie in Polynesia. I, it, you know, I, I hate to have to go do research, but I guess we'll have to go. <laughs> yeah, they're, the they're, they're smart dive. guys. They, they, <laughs> yeah. they knew what they were doing, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I could be wrong. I feel like the Zootopia guys went on safari. Uh, just a rabbit I could be wrong with they, I mean they definitely like went on some cool trip. oh I remember they, they did they did a Vegas trip I remember because I don't know if in Zootopia they <clears throat> the the city they designed that they, they got yeah. some inspiration from Vegas I think um, yeah I feel like Zootopia but, uh, you could just basically go anywhere like they, because they, yeah. they you know recreated so many different places right right oh they did a new york trip for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah um but whatever. uh yeah those are they're really good guys those Zootopia guys um but uh yeah it was it was amazing like you're i still remember like you know uh uh i mean i know lassiter has his his issues but like uh it was it was pretty interesting to be in a room and like you know with the with the the creator of toy story and and pixar and like here you know, him uh, giving his thoughts on, on a film or sharing stories about Steve Jobs, you know, like, and, um, uh, and getting to be right there and be a fly on the wall. And, and yeah, it was amazing. It was a really, really cool experience. I, I tell people sometimes it was like grad school or something. Well, and we, I have, Jake has it queued up. Uh, I, you're the, so some of the bigger directors and animators, they would sketch like 
spoof oh, yeah, yeah. caricatures of you. Uh, so, so <laughs> yeah. So who did who did that, like one? that one? Yeah. No, okay. Well, I'll give you the uh, context. So uh, it's actually a really cool tradition they have there. They call it the caricature show. So it's like a wine and cheese art show, and um, everybody, uh, you know, they put out wine and cheese, and everyone, uh, you know, everyone there is an artist. Uh, so you draw your coworkers and they adorn all the walls with these pictures and everyone walks around and, and it's, um, it's really, really fun. Um, this cool. was, uh, so this is, yeah, this is me, I guess. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> Not very shows you what they thought of me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is but, why uh, Carlos wouldn't hit on you. <laughs> this is what I looked like. Uh, but, uh, they, um, so this was, uh, uh the, his name is John Musker. He's the, he, he and his uh, co-director did like uh, Aladdin and the Little Mermaid and uh, Treasure Planet and Moana. They did Moana. Yeah, they did Moana too. Moana, yeah. But they're, they're OG guys. Like they, they've been there forever and, and they did, yeah. you know, like, I mean, Little Mermaid and Aladdin, you know. Um, yeah, no. He's one and of he, and this is Musker, John Musker, really good guy. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it was funny because like he was one of, there's like, you know, some guys who were just like, or you know uh legends we've been there forever and it's like really an honor to get drawn by them but like you gotta remember <laughs> he does these, that to you <laughs> does that to me no it really was it's pretty cool i have a print of it here that he, he signed a print for me um but uh because they're sort That's of like cool. yeah they're like hidden away on the third floor so like if you work in it in the basement like you don't even interact with these guys so it's really kind of like they, he doesn't draw that many people, you know? Yeah. Um, and also, yeah, they don't have time to, he's bu- he was busy making Moana. So it was kind of cool. He like, <laughs> he, he thought I was weird looking enough to take the time to draw me. And, uh, and, what, and what, you know, to show what was that interaction when you, when he showed it to you, or did you have to be like, <laughs> wow, John, thanks. I know it was, it was pretty funny. Like he, 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 so by this point I, I had moved down uh, to the basement to work an editorial but i i guess i made an impression and uh <laughs> he uh he like kind of <laughs> these guys are like really like kind of like they're guys who like just like to draw who end up becoming like hollywood royalty you know what i'm saying like they're not yeah. like they didn't get there by being like incredibly charismatic personalities you know what i mean uh yeah. so he kind of like shuffle down to the basement like kind of hands me <laughs> this this uh this wrapped like uh drawing it just goes like this is for you and i signed it for you uh <laughs> he just kind of like <laughs> muttered that and, and handed it to me and i was like oh man and he gave it to me right before the show so i could see it before the show and i was like oh this is cool um yeah really really sweet guy um and, yeah and well and then we have a we have the next one uh oh, yeah. this one's legendary <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's the guy who i fell asleep in front of and pegged me with the ball <laughs> by the way so he thought you were destined for prison is what, what yeah is. so this is hearkening har- back to the the netflix uh orange is the new black uh prison show <laughs> i remember this guy was like giddy he was so excited about this drawing he, i mean i didn't get to see i didn't get to see it before he he and I, he was, he's a really good guy also, he, but he kind of liked to give me, uh, give me crap. So I remember like before the show, he just kind of, and he has a really, he's a funny, like uh, cadence of speech. He was kind of like, uh, Oren, uh, I'm, uh, I got a great uh, drawing of you for the show. <laughs> and, uh, and he was like so excited about it. And he kind of uh, kept teasing, like, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And then, yeah, it was, this was like 
the biggest hit of that art show. Like people like were obsessed with this drawing. It was really funny. I'm, can I pee? Yeah, you can go. Pee. Okay, I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be back in. I'll be back in fifteen seconds. Okay. You know what? That's perfect. We're gonna stop your video uh, and then mute him. Mute him just in case. <laughs> Hold on. For our our people watching at home, uh, it'll just be another moment. Apologize, live TV. I'm gonna need a whole um, handful of jelly bellies now. Hey, go for it. Oh, people watch live. Yes. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. I thought we were editing everything. So I was like, oh, I can go pee. You can edit it out. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no. Oh, oh dear. Sorry. Okay. It's okay. Oh. Just my mom is watching. Yeah. Hi, Jake's mom. <laughs> Uh, my apologies I'm and sorry. actually before we before we go back in time no you're good Oren. you're good yeah. um before we go back in time mando uh do you have a question for Oren? i do have a question for you who is the most famous person you have ever met i got to meet dave Chappelle one time oh, um, oh. yeah oh that was pretty i was 16 it's a, actually this is a great this is a great story uh because it's a two it's a two for one uh, I was 16 and my friend and I uh, called in uh, on a radio show and we got tickets to see Chappelle um, at the Punchline in San Francisco. My, my home, my home club, my dear, yeah. my dear Punchline. Amazing place. And, uh, but we were too young to go alone. So my friend, uh, it was Ethan, David. So my friend oh, yeah. Ethan, uh, his dad took us to the show. My, you, you couldn't, yeah. My dad is probably someone who could use a comedy club more than anyone, but would never go. Um, <laughs> oh, he's amazing. And uh, so, so Ethan's dad is a, a wonderful Greek gentleman named Agamemnon. And uh, so Agamemnon took us to the show. Chappelle was incredible. He killed and uh of course and this was right after you know um he went to south africa and came back and uh and he finishes his set and he goes uh all right um everyone i swear i got to, i swear i get to meet him i promise but uh <laughs> he goes uh all right everyone uh you know now for a young up-and-coming comedian mr robin williams and, and i was like is there another robin williams like a, yeah and, and 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 it was it was it was robin and and he came out and no one knew he was going to be there it was amazing and so the show finishes and, the, and everyone's leaving and, uh, and uh, Agamemnon is kind of standing there like very stoic and they're trying to kick everyone out. And this big security guard's like, hey, friends and family only. And he goes, uh, I know Robin. And, uh, and so for context, he's, he's a sound designer and he worked yeah. on Flubber. Um, so uh, <laughs> big security guard doesn't believe him. And then Rob Williams like comes out and just yells, Ag, hey. <laughs> and, uh, and so we get to stick around where there's like no one in the club basically. And, and so I got to meet Robin Williams. I was 16 and we're just talking. And he's the nicest oh, man yeah. just, you will ever meet. Such a sweetheart. Uh, asking us questions, like engage, like great. And, uh, and, and my, so I was a huge Chappelle f uh, fan, like because of the show and everything, huge fan. So, uh, we're talking to Ron Williams and I get distracted because Chappelle walks right past us smoking a cigarette. And I, I mean, I, I would never do this now, but I was 16 and I, and I was like, Oh my God. So I stopped him and I was like, Oh, um, Mr. Chappelle, like I'm, I, I can't even remember what I said, but I, but what I do remember vividly, he also 
what a great guy. So friendly. Yeah. Did not have to talk to me. It was so nice. He helped, he helped save the punchline. It was uh, Google was going to That's literally nice. Google was going to buy the punchline or they bought that property, but they were going to clear out the punchline literally so that their employees in one of the nearby buildings could play ping pong. They were going to, they were going to clear out the most legendary venue in Bay area history of like anything. And, uh, but, but Chappelle was one of the main people who got on board and fought it and, and got it preserved. Sorry. Continue. That's good. No, I was the only, so I just said to him like, Hey, I have that. The question I've always wanted to ask you. And, uh, do you guys remember the, the Clayton Bigsby sketch? Yes. It's one of the best sketches ever. Yeah. I, 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 okay. I don't know if he was just messing with me or not, but I said, Hey, like, I think that's the most genius thing I've ever seen. Uh, how did you come up with that? And he, he told me that his grand great grandfather was blind and that, uh, that, and it was in an orphanage and that he was lied to for years and told he was white and but like i i kind of feel like he was messing with me i i don't believe him but that's what he said and and i was like so stunned and, he, and we kind of it was amazing because he and i shared a laugh like i laughed and then he laughed because i probably was laughing like an idiot um and then my my friend ethan kind of like piggybacked and he kind of just came into our conversation and he made a joke about like how Ethan like kind of looked like a prom king because he does. Um, yeah, he does. And, that, and then that I didn't look like a prom king. <laughs> uh, and I mean, I was on Accutane and had you know my second stint on braces and you know. Um, so uh, I think he go. I think like everyone at the time was kind of like, "What are you two do? Are, are, are you doing his homework?" Yeah. Or, like, you know, Ethan you was know. like wide receiver on the football team, yeah. Greek god, you know, and yeah. <laughs> Uh, in our episode that we filmed with actor Casey Adler, who is a good friend of ours, who also happens to be the star of The Big Brist, the great film that Oren co-wrote with me and directed. Uh, so, um, what? first of all, what, how did you feel about the interview we did with Casey? Because you came up a lot. Yeah, I have some thoughts, you know. I... Uh... <laughs> I, uh, I spoke to Mr. Adler after the interview um, and there's all this talk of, uh, you know, you, you guys probably assumed I'm like a rabbi or something. Uh, uh, so for anyone, I mean, you should go back and listen, watch the episode, but if you haven't seen it, uh, I believe the exact word that Casey's, or the, the phrase Casey used was, he, Casey said, I'm Jewish, but Oren is really Jewish. Oren is <laughs> loves being Jewish. So <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I I do love being Jewish. I I don't know if I do any more or any less than anyone else. I was that I was you know, I was born into it. I you know, it's what I am. Uh but yeah, I Casey did go on and on about just how Jewish I am. And uh, how you know, Jewish is he? <laughs> you know, I drive a car on Saturday. You know, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> what did you say? What did you be. say to me? You said that when you watched it, you felt like people were going to expect when you came on that you I were going to have, like, have like the curls, the curls and, and, uh, <laughs> reciting prayers for you guys, a, you know. a yarmulke. A yarmulke, you know, the whole thing. Singing uh, Hava Nagila, you know. Hey, yeah, so uh, 
I don't know what he's, you know. Yeah, I mean, yes, I made a movie where he played a <laughs> comedian who was going to get circumcised. Uh, but, you know, so it goes. Who hasn't, you know? And, um, and so we talked a lot about the Big Briss, so we don't have to go t- into it too much. But uh, do you have any any funny stories of your experience? Because we all had very different experiences uh, working on that. You dealt with so much. I mean, you were like, that you were legitimately it felt I mean you were dealing with what it seems like a big budget film director would deal with the amount of personalities you were juggling on that thing was crazy I made the really stupid decision in film school to make movies that involve working with kids and dealing with their parents who this is something they don't tell you when you cast a kid in a movie you will be texted by their mom for the rest of your life (laughs) <laughs> um you know when's the next one you know i feel like i'm still in touch with with well they're in touch with me um but uh <laughs> uh so that's hey, you, really you, had, you had james Eckhouse. you had i mean you had, he was a you had some good actors in the big bris yeah yeah i was really i think my favorite one of my favorite memories is i i uh i found this guy uh to play uh like a very um like you know uh, like a sage uh, like a Jewish sage, like who just imparts wisdom, like this rabbi, the one who performs the circumcision. This guy was a brilliant actor, like runs his own theater company. Like he ended up being in a Coen Brothers film after a like, great, yeah. Oh, Anyways. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, I found this terrific guy, like like literally like, like Tevia. He was great. He in, was yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah, and you, you can't, you, like I really lucked out. And of course he got like a, a paid job like the day before. Uh, so he had to drop out. And so- like two days before so i have to like scramble to find because we're, we're gonna go shoot this thing so i find this guy who's like the closest like the best i can do in short you know with no budget <laughs> he and, looked i mean at least he had the look he looked but... okay yeah 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 the other guy looked like like biblical. no the other guy was like perfect. yeah it was guy. amazing <laughs> and i and i and i found this um this crazy painting of like you know, like an old wise rabbi with a beard. And the guy I originally thought kind of looked like the guy in the painting. So it was like, you'd see him in the frame and the painting right behind it. It was like, yeah, it was going to be so yeah, it cool. It was perfect. Yeah, man. Um, so I got this guy who like, he has to say, he had to say some line, like something about like the, the circumcision was no good. Or something like that. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> it was an easy line. It was an easy line. I, I was there. I Yeah, it was yeah. an easy line. And he, I just couldn't get this guy to do it. It was like, he, I, I can't remember the line. It was, yeah, it was something like the circumcision was no good. And every time I was like, the circumcision is no good. Like, or it was like every, every which way he just couldn't get no it. Good. Yeah, it just like it was so bizarre. And, and, and let me, let me say. <clears throat> was it Captain was Kirk that he hired film. to do it? <laughs> what? Was it Captain Kirk that he hired? (laughs) (laughs) That did kind of sound like a shot. (laughs) So, but this, Warren was shooting on film. So when you're shooting on film, you don't have like, number one, it's just, he had a tight schedule and this was a legit production. So they had a huge amount of people working on it. And when things get slowed down like that, it's really bad. So this guy, I mean, it took, maybe I'm exaggerating, Orin, but I, to me, being there, it felt like half the day was just this one line at the dinner table. And then and then, can you talk about what happened then after he's, instead of looking at the script when there was a break, what was he doing? 
Yeah, he was a like applying like a, on LA casting, like submitting for other roles. He was submitting for other roles <laughs> while he's taking it. Yeah, and everyone feels it when that's happening. Everyone, oh, everyone yeah. on the set like knows, like we're all waiting for this one guy. I uh, I got in a car accident because I was yelling at my production designer at one point. <laughs> like no, it was just like, and I'm not a yeller. It was just like, oh, it was because <laughs> I I just can't take this kind of incompetence like there's a dinner scene with five people and she set the table for four people and i was like come on like just yeah anyways uh so i was like there's five people get me another plate come on uh he does but, sandler uh, and seinfeld this is yeah, awesome. i was just gonna say <laughs> where's the table i need oh, the table Maybe I am so, as Jewish as Casey. You are. You are. You're totally. <laughs> so, um, uh, Jake, do you have a question for for Oren? I did. Um, so, out of all the projects you've worked on in your life, Disney or not Disney, what's your favorite? Oh man, <laughs> stumped him. Stumped him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't work on it a lot, but. I I really he's gonna say frozen. No, oh my god. You know what? Uh, I'm frozen. I I filled in in the effects department for a, a guy on paternity leave for a few weeks, and I was in the effects department while they were working on Let It Go. So oh no, I, I had to listen to that song like a billion times before anyone else even ever heard it. And it haunts my every waking moment. Oh my God. Um, and, and actually, I forgot to jump in. Well, actually, go say what you were going to say. But then I, I'll, I, I'll just say, Jake, I would say I, I, I'm really proud to have my name on Zootopia. I think it's a really great movie. I it's love that movie. movie. I saw it in theaters. I actually saw it at movie. Disneyland. Oh, really? Uh, the, the theater when it was still open. I love that it's movie. A, it's a it's a really terrific movie. So, Actually, really this, can, I can I tell you really really quickly? I, I'll never forget. Like I um, so there's one thing about when you work in development, like they're doing all this research, right, all the time, and uh, you want to at least for me, I was like, you always want to like try to impress them with like, oh, you got to check this out. This would be a great thing to research, uh, and sometimes that means presenting it to them or whatever. But there's there's this guy who, um, uh, what's his his name is like Bernard Krauss or something. And he's um, he's known for uh, producing music using only the audio from nature. So he takes like animal noises or like um, uh, the recording ambiance in a jungle and then puts it together to, to make like an album. And it's pretty amazing actually. Um, and, I, and I, and they were like trying to figure out the sound of Zootopia. I'm like, you guys gotta talk to this guy. Like I'm telling, I, I heard him on like an NPR interview or something. I'm like, <laughs> and, and, and you know, like at Disney, like they can get this guy. So I was like, he got us. And I was thinking, like, man, they're gonna, they're gonna love this. And uh, and so they, they're like, yeah, that sounds cool. And I, when he when he came to the studio to to do a, like a, a consultancy thing for them and and speak to them, I went down there, and he was just like, um, I'm, look, I'm sure he's a brilliant guy, but just kind of like a very like like speaks in a very quiet voice just a very like kind of awkward guy and i just remember and so they came out of the meeting being like yeah we got nothing out of that like he just like <laughs> didn't, didn't really like 
know how to talk to us and he kind of just knows like audio production really it was so it was like it was really like this big failure for me They're, i kind of wasted <laughs> three hours of their lives but uh anyway yeah so like for, for that <laughs> let it go on replay yeah so speaking of speaking of the same thing in ear over and over again so after you were at uh, in the story department, they transferred you down into the basement into the audio recording department, or it's what did you call it? The effect editorial, editorial, editorial. So that's where they record the voice actors doing their lines and stuff, which seems like it would be cool, but becomes very monotonous. And because the because in animation films, they have them say the same line like 400,000 different ways. So it, you went from being in these high level meetings doing and doing all that to just like pressing play and listening to Maya Rudolph say, where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going? Like that, right? That's what it became. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. So early on when they're working on these films, they, before they have a voice cast, they draw out the whole movie and they use in people who work there to like, you know, provide the temporary voices. Uh, it's called the, the scratch actors um so when they were getting um getting moana ready i got to uh the musker the guy who drew me uh wanted me to do um to play one of moana's brothers and 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 the cool thing is sometimes your voice stays in the movie which means residuals so it's it it, it gets kind of heated sometimes but like actually but because i was down there because he already knew me he like he's like who can be an annoying young because uh, i like i just like tease moana yeah exactly so that was that was probably the the bet the perk was like because i was already down there which is a, a bonus like he's like yeah just come in the studio real quick and, and record these lines you know like you know moana moana you know just like <laughs> uh, did they keep any of them they didn't keep it. They cut the character, actually. Oh. Uh, but I was, oh. You're yeah, too I was annoying. Just, You're like too annoying. <laughs> I know. What is it? There's like a canoe race or something that was in an earlier draft. And I'm like, you row like a girl. Or I can't remember. <laughs> but, but the whole they studio fo- gets to watch it. They focus grouped it. And they're like, yeah, you know, we love the movie. But who is that brother? I mean, I annoying. <laughs> Got him out. But that was kind of fun. That was the best part to like be on the other side to like be directed in a voice recording session by the guy who made Aladdin. You know, that was cool. That was pretty cool. Um, And, uh, but yeah, it was, it's really, it's not glamorous. It's just like, okay, yeah, it's my Rudolph, but I'm just going. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So on that. She was lovely, by the way. She was lovely. Yeah, I've, I've actually back in my days working at Nordstrom, I helped her a couple times, her and her family, and she's a she's, great. she's a very wonderful person. Yeah. Um, so on that note, we are going to uh, do our sponsor break. Still in business, we last time around, we heard that there may be a going out of business sale for our sponsor, but uh, still here. <laughs> so take it away, Mando. The unofficial Disney Tonight Show is sponsored by Luke's eBay account. Items include... A Random House America Sign Language Dictionary with over 4,500 fully illustrated signs. The next time a driver cuts you off, you'll tell them how you really feel. (laughs) And a Hallmark porcelain doll. Surprise your friends and hide it in their room. You'll you'll know they found it when you hear them scream (laughs) 
Will you hear screams of joy? <laughs> Find all your favorite collectibles by searching Luke Tizzle or LaCroix collectibles on eBay. Now back to you, David. Oh yeah, Luke, did you have something? Yeah, and also uh, we do have a picture of one of our very happy uh, winners of our uh, raffles. Yeah, and the George they... Washington Carver doll has been mm -hmm. won by oh! the great Brad Hogle. Brad Hogle and George. Yeah. Hey. Hanging out. Look at that. Yeah, way Dr. to go, Groups. Brad Hogle. He's very happy to have him. Yeah, we love we love Brad and uh like and you know what? Again, there's gonna be no more new inventory for, for Luke's eBay account. So when it goes, it goes. So there are still <laughs> the, these items, the George Washington Carver doll, all the different things we've talked about uh, previously. Uh, still available, most of them. So don't miss out. Thinking about getting that American Sign Language one, I really want to tell people how I feel while I'm driving. I only have one way to express it right now. <laughs> clean and classy. You can keep it clean and classy. So um, after Disney, you uh, you wrote for the Jewish Journal, and uh, this is very Jewish. Yeah, <laughs> I can't so, explain. <laughs> you can explain. <laughs> so hey i mean i love it i you i always say you need to lean into it more uh and do write more of the, of the big bris and the whole thing it's your your we i love your judaism and i love you so uh but writing for the jewish journal do you have any uh, i i went with you on one of like you reviewed a one woman show for a woman who was in seinfeld and i experienced like you were kind it felt like i was with a celebrity like they were, and I love because they were also trying to, it seemed like they they thought you were this really, again, like the other Oren Pellig, like they thought you were this big time, you know, journalist and you were, uh, but that like you had real pull. So weren't they like, like, you know, it'd be great if you could get us in on the LA Times. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for being here, but get someone better over here. Yeah, uh, literally. They were like, oh, it's so great that you're reviewing the show. Yeah. But are you familiar with the LA Times editorial board? Can yeah. you get it? You know the other Oren Pellick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, <laughs> it was fun, you know? Like, it really was fun. Uh, I still remember, like, when I left Disney, I was, like, you know, freelancing as a as a writer, a copywriter, and, and I didn't know what to do. I was like, oh, maybe because I'm Jewish, they'll hire me. And uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> And they did. It was great. And, and it was so funny because I started just doing every, what everyone else, you know, didn't want to do. Like, I remember like, uh, can you cover the synagogue softball league? You know, it was just like every, <laughs> everything uh, that no one wanted to do, you know. Um, so that was fun. And it, and it really was. And I learned actually over time, I ended up learning a lot. And you get to like, I got to learn a lot about the city. And, you know, so it, was, it was cool. I, I joke about it, but it was fun. And there, and the, everyone there was great when I was there. And yeah. then also the, I, I don't know if they're still doing the festival, but the San Luis Obispo Jewish Film Festival, the Big Brisk got into, and they rolled out the red carpet for us too. We got a nice hotel and, and yeah. amazing. I want to be clear. Food. I want to be clear. It's, it, it also played it like, you know, other film festivals that <laughs> it did it did it did <laughs> no i know we it got into breckenridge and palm beach international and there were a bunch of others but that was just the one it was convenient i, there. It I was just really trying to make a, I, is there anything i do that doesn't have to do with uh, <laughs> like really into it. my brain no but oh, but man. i'm just saying i i only yeah. say that because you have been treated so well by the jewish community 
uh, love my you don't Jews. deserve love, it. So love I love my Jews. They love me. You know, it's a, it's a, it's give and take. Speaking of things you love, uh, you are a huge Muppet fan. James, do you have a question for Oren? Yes. If you could voice any Muppet, which Muppet would you voice? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> hard, hard. hard hitting questions, hard hitting journalism coming at you. Shoes on the other foot, you know? You used to be you used to be the hard hitting journalist. Now it's James. Is I there mean, a Jewish puppet? Is there a Jewish puppet? <laughs> oh Muppet. man, there should be. Uh Jewish Kermit. Oh gosh. <laughs> I Mm, cause I'm trying to think, okay, like, I'm going to ignore, like, I'm not going to think about who I actually could voice. Right. I'm just going to try to think about, like, which personality fits me. I'm going to go Gonzo. Oh, that's good. I <laughs> think I... Can we get a Gonzo impression? It I doesn't can, no, matter. The... It's bad. No, you, <laughs> no, I, I, you got to do it. I can't do it because I well, I made it very clear. I was not going to think about which one I actually could. I can do Kermit. I can do Kermit. Give us Kermit. Give us Kermit. Kermit. Uh, Kermit's like uh, uh, rainbow <laughs> connection. <laughs> Lovers, dreamers, and Beautiful. Thank you, Artie. Kermit the Frog, everyone. Yeah, was, I think uh, my personality probably fits Kermit more, but Gonzo's so fun, and I love like everything out of his mouth. You're like, what? Uh, I love that <laughs> so much, um, and he's so adventurous. I want. I wish I could be like Gonzo. I guess I love Gonzo's like zest for life. Yeah, and willingness so, to die. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of willingness to die, we talked about in a previous episode, uh, our our last one of our laugh hours, episode six. We talked about the Disneyland jail and my run-in with the Disneyland police. Ooh. Didn't you, correct me if I'm wrong, you had a friend at Chapman. I don't know if this is the same person, but I recall you saying you had a friend who either was put in the Disneyland jail or was banned from Disneyland for sneaking in. I have uh, snuck in many times. To oh, Disneyland. you? Yeah, that's uh, right. You did yeah. too. Oh, we have no, a my my, my, fr my friend and I. I don't know if people are worth there were they were called Disney detectives, and you had these guys who literally would like, like trench coat, like whip out like the badge inside the trench coat. Uh, very intimidating, uh, uh, but also like hilarious. Uh, They're like the library and, detectives in Seinfeld. I know, borderline <laughs> pathetic, also. Yeah. But um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And they took their job very seriously, and uh, and every oh, they time... do. I know we we were with like the we were with the patrol police, but yeah. they were very serious. I can only imagine how because detectives another level. So the plainclothes detective is the plainclothes, uh... isn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh... But I every time I got caught, they asked for your information, and I always give uh, my friend Jordan Lewis's information every time I got caught. <laughs> um... No, you did. Okay, and and you don't know Disneyland. Jordan Lewis uh, is, he is a professional basketball player. Uh, he looks very different from Oren. He is a, he is a cut. Uh, Does he though? Tall, Does he though? Am I not 6'5", 240? Yeah. yeah. 
Um, That's funny. No, uh, Jordan, someday Jordan's going to go to Disneyland and they're going to be like, you can't. You can't I know. He's going to be there with all his, his wife and his kids for a vacation. Yeah. And it's like, we got him. Yeah. Lock him up, throw away the key. Uh, yeah it's uh but that was it was always really fun i knew because i that was what was when i knew when i got caught i'm like great i get to give jordan's info again before we go to the disney pivo questions luke uh you got something for warren yeah i was wondering if you have any advice for those who would like to start or get into the film industry Oh my gosh. Work as a um, Manny. Orrin worked as a Manny for, for some film directors. Yes, I was a Manny to the stars um, for a little <laughs> while. Um, that was, yeah, that was fun. I learned how to cook there and how to cry in a closet alone. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, it, it, I, it really is all about relationships. Um, and I'm, I get, I'm, I'm assuming that's not revelatory to anybody but it it really is like and i think that any like i think actually i think the way i got a job at disney animation is a really good um uh you know example like i so i i had an internship i was work i was working um i had a paid internship on a soap opera all my children which was like uh i don't know susan lucci the queen of daytime uh lucci uh yeah <laughs> Uh, and that was really fun. And I remember, I still remember, uh, I, I was given an assignment because I'm so bad at all my jobs. I called the wrong office and, uh, cause I was trying to settle some payroll thing. And I ended up on the phone with this woman at payroll at, at the main studio, uh, at Disney, um, cause soap opera was with ABC. And I remember like, Oh, like I should just talk to this woman. Uh, even though I'm not, I'm supposed to call someone else. So I just like got to chatting with her and she was this lovely woman who just like enjoyed a break in her day to talk to someone. And, um, and I was like, and I remember at the time I was like, cultivate relationships, cultivate relationships. So I just kept talking to her and I just said like, Hey Rhonda, like, you know, I'll throw this out there, but uh, you know, I'm an intern. I'm trying to learn, like, can we do lunch? And she was like, absolutely. Like, you know, I think she was thrilled to have lunch with somebody. And, uh, and I don't even remember what her, uh, her name wasn't Rhonda. I don't remember what her name was. And, uh, but we got lunch. And, uh, and she was, she was, it was so nice. She worked in accounting. We just talked and she's like, if you could do anything, what would it be? You know, at, at, the, at the company. And I was like, animation, you know, right across the street. Um, she's like, oh my God, like, you know, I, I, I'll find, I think I know a recruiter there, you know? And I got in touch with this, this lovely recruiter there named Camille. I, I love her. I still love her. Uh, she, um, so we got in touch over email and, and I kept this relationship up for a year. Uh, Cause I said, the only job I would want is in story development. I um, would like to work with writers and, and, um, and we kept a relationship for a year over email until she's like, there's, there's an opening in that department. And I, and I worked, you know, uh, in soap operas, I, babysat you know in the interim you you were until... an personal assistant for horrifically awful uh, film producers who we won't name yeah, but, yeah that's yeah. true i did i did i was doing other stuff and then she got me this this great this interview for a job there and it was all because i like called the wrong department but instead of just hanging up was like hey what do you do at the company you know and uh i think everyone's afraid to ask for help or support because they feel like they're bothering someone. And I think that you'd be surprised how willing people are to help. 
Um, so I think like, you know, ask for help, ask for support and, and, and really put an emphasis on nurturing relationships. Nice. That was great. Um, Give me one so it's now time for the rapid fire Disney Pivo questions. First one, would you rather write and direct a Muppet movie or coach the Golden State Warriors for one season? <laughs> Orin and I, full disclosure, are gigantic Golden State Warrior fans pre them being really good. Am I coaching them like today or am no. I doing it in the, yes. the, the today? Okay. We'll say next year. So next year, you're either year. writing, directing a Muppet movie or Clay is back and you are, you are coaching the Warriors. Hard-hitting questions, I'm telling that you. That is so, They're so also supposed hard. to be rapid fire, but that's fine. Take your time. <laughs> because I'm thinking about what's at stake for both, like letting down the, like being responsible or being held responsible for the Warriors not getting where they need to go or ruining the Muppet franchise. And I think <laughs> ruining the Muppet franchise is scarier to me. So I think I'm going to say I would rather coach the Warriors. I love, I love the way you think that you didn't think of like, oh, it'd be so amazing no. to do either. You just no. think, I know I'm going to be terrible. Yeah, which when I fail, I just... which one will hurt less? And I think that like holding the Warriors back is not as important to me as holding the Muppets back. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, what is your favorite ride at Disneyland or the Disney parks? I guess pirates. Yeah. I will say you are the most fun person to go on the Indiana Jones ride. Oh no, Indiana in Jones. Indiana Jones. Oh God. Indiana Jones. It's been too long. Indiana you Jones. Know what, Orin, oh, you know, God. Let me I'll oh, answer geez. these questions for yeah. you. I'll take care no, of it. No, I you. know. Why didn't I realize that? I'm normally not a big ride person. Like I'm terrified of a lot of roller coasters stuff. But that ride is so fun and so interactive. And Oren is, and Oren is genuinely, there's no one more fun to go on that ride with because he is screaming. He's yelling, Indy, watch out, watch out. He's like, he's getting, and he's doing it semi ironically, but also he's having fun. It's like the perfect blend of he's joking, but he's also into it. And it's the most entertaining, wonderful thing to be along. But the, ride on. the artistry on pirates is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like oh, yeah. I, 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 that's, that's why I popped in my head, but you're right. Like it's, it's more, it's way more fun, interactive, especially when I'm like yelling at Indy the whole time. Uh, yeah. On that, yeah, it's, on that it's ride. great too because you're always on with like other people so it, it's like Oren and I and then like a young family and like he's more into it than the kids and it's just it's a wonderful thing to behold um, so so on that ride Oren is a Jewish short round is what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right oh my god oh my gosh I yeah. wish they had that ride at Disney World we have something similar called Dinosaur but they should just change it to Indiana Jones because it would be so cool what they don't have Indiana Jones at Disney World? We have a we have like a stunt show at Hollywood Studios, but we oh. do not have the Indiana Jones ride. Oh man, no! And I'm the biggest <laughs> Indiana Jones fan. Well, have you ever been to Disneyland then? Nope, no, she lives in the East Coast. She lives in New York and Florida. So although well, have or, to go. Uh, Amanda, did you did you apply to Chapman? I have. I'm she applied. She applied to USC, to Chapman. Chapman, NYU, and some New York ones. But Chapman is on worse. the list. Oh, for film uh, school? Yeah. Yep. I'm Very cool. Oh, so let Orin. me know if you have questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. We'll connect you guys up. Final one. What gives you purpose? 
Oh God! What? Uh, <laughs> what gives me purpose? Um. <laughs> it's good when this some... isn't live. It's good all, all, most of our views are not live on YouTube. <laughs> Somebody once told me that it's okay to take your time answering questions, and I've really taken that to heart. Not uh, on rapid okay. fire questions. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, hamburgers. Um, I uh, I think what gives me purpose. What gives me purpose? I think that. Um. Uh, Jesus, that's a really good <laughs> but very difficult question to answer. Indeed. Like, what did Casey say? Uh, I think mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was Casey I said something to the effect of like bringing people joy and acting, yeah. storytelling, storytelling. That's what it was. Good answer, Casey. Um, what gives me purpose? Uh, you know what? I, what gives me purpose is, uh, I mean, you, you have to give a cheesy answer. Okay. My, I say, I'll say that I think I've learned about myself that uh, creating community gives me purpose. Like I am somebody who, uh, I take on way too much to my detriment, uh, but I really enjoy, like I um, have some, I feel like I have, have tried to start and then end up stopping and start again. Like so many different communal spaces, like book clubs and writing groups and whatever. And I, but I love convening with other people, like-minded people. And you did that for, you did that, that was a job you had as well for a Jewish organization where you would, you would facilitate. <laughs> why why must you out me god it was not um you're a great guy to hang out with you definitely are we'll go to the audience q a now we'll we're 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 getting we're coming to the end of our journey amanda do you want to read the first there's only i was gonna do i was gonna go jake and mando but there's only one so you guys want when he wants to take first half of the sentence the other one take the second half of the sentence (laughs) rock paper scissors um i'll read up to the comma jake (laughs) (laughs) with your knowledge and experience what would be your ideal job in the future i screwed it up i stuttered i had like four words (laughs) (laughs) um i would love to be to be a writer i would love to be a writer that's what i want to do but it is tough out there folks um so i'm a marketing professional by day um (laughs) we are gonna go to uh our next audience q a uh luke you want to take it away Yes. Uh, what is the best decision you made in your career? <laughs> Quitting uh, when I was working for a, a horribly abusive boss. I here's here's a bit of career advice I'll give. I uh, for anyone interested in, in the film industry, uh, you'll hear all kinds of promises about you know if you stick with me for a year, you can get any job you want. I don't care, like no job, I don't care what they promise you yet. It's not worth a year of your life to be, uh, you know, uh, verbally berated and miserable. I, so I remember it was my birthday and I 
took the day off and watched the Muppet movie and <laughs> was like, this is peak humanity and they're not even humans. And <laughs> I want to be treated as like as a Muppet would treat. I want to be uh, in a healthy, non-toxic atmosphere. And I quit the next day. It was incredible. My dad was furious, but it was, it was, it was great. <laughs> Your parents in general are wonderful people. I love the two of my favorite people, but your dad is just, I, he's amazing. He was, he's ex-Israeli military, right? He's, and he's a, he's a successful self-made businessman and he has zero time for Bay Area millennials. <laughs> My dad is, yeah, he's a self-made guy who came here in his early thirties and, you know, um, uh, with nothing, had to start over in a whole new career. And so he kind of, his whole, his worldview and his philosophy is I don't care what you're doing, you, you, you do it well and you work hard at it. And that goes uh, for everyone, including like, you know, if you're 16 and working your first job at a juice bar. Um, <laughs> and, and so he just has no tolerance for, for, for and, and I, I really want to make sure that people understand that my dad is a nice man. Oh, he's like he's a very incredibly nice. nice man. He's a wonderful guy. Yeah. Wonderful and guy. often does just doesn't understand certain norms. Like I, I remember for like, the first like 20 years of my life at restaurants when he was like trying to get up like a busboy's attention he would go like amigo amigo <laughs> like you know, you, dad you can't do that he's like but i'm calling them friend um <laughs> and uh we're at a juice bar and just just getting like a smoothie or something and like he just like takes the, the smoothie again it's like some like you know acne kid and uh my dad just takes one sip of it and just goes like this is the worst smoothie I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> and he says it really loud. And like, you know, like my sister and I are like, you know, like we call him Abba, which means dad in Hebrew. Abba, like, keep it down. Like, you know, I'm just like, no, I'm not going to keep it down. Like, you know, just like, like this, you can't serve someone this, you know? And he just like goes and makes a big fuss, like make it again. <laughs> like, you know, this is not acceptable. And like, and it's just a kid and like everyone in the store is like, you know, like on him, like you can't talk to him like that. <laughs> and my dad just doesn't get it. He's like, everyone should be with me. Everyone should recognize it. This is a gross injustice. You can't serve this smoothie to another human. So he's just like, you don't get it. This is the worst smoothie ever. He has to fix this wrong, you know? <laughs> Uh, so it just became this, this like shouting match between my dad and other people in the store. And, and like my, my sister and I are accustomed to like my dad getting into these horrible situations. Like I remember one time we, we were like getting breakfast and there was like, you know, like there's like a group like's already paid the bill and they're sitting at the table still. And it's a crowded restaurant. So you're waiting for their table, but they just like, don't get up. Like everyone else would just sit there and like stomach it and like be furious. But my dad is like, up goes up to them like hey like get up like this is our table <laughs> you know like that's my dad like he, you know and uh and and that just never goes well anyway uh that's my dad <laughs> he's also a nice guy <laughs> i like your dad that's great he's yeah. my kind of he's my kind of guy no he really so, james yeah. and your dad would get along very very well <laughs> they would they would have a lot of fun together. <laughs> and he has this bizarre, I would egg him on, I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> bizarre hatred of Ellen DeGeneres. Just totally bizarre. <laughs> not really uncalled for. No. And then this totally 
insane obsession with Reese Witherspoon. I saw Sweet Home Alabama. In I love that movie four times because of him. Um, See what yeah, I mean? So James was... James also doesn't like Ellen, and he loves Reese Witherspoon. I love He's Sweet Home Alabama. I really do. I love him and your dad. We got to connect them up. They're gonna be fast friends. And Fawad, yeah. they're gonna all hang out together. They're gonna. Yeah, he's like a machismo former Israeli military, but like you know loves to watch lifetime movie network on a saturday night you know so he's uh, maybe it's an ex it's an ex-military thing james is ex-military too maybe they uh he's seen they, but you're, a lot I, so he needs to unwind <laughs> yeah I mean, he, and he was in like combat right he was like no yeah. that's another great that's a, that's a great uh, when you grow up with an israeli dad in the military like oh he killed people right so i grew up like every year on halloween i'd, I'd get a camouflage uh, uniform and say I was Israeli military and I had this I would and I would tell people like it's the greatest military in the world like better than the U.S. like my dad was in it and I used to tell everybody yeah my dad like was in combat my dad didn't do anything he like drove a jeep around like he's <laughs> like I remember Wait, like, he did because I you told no, me when we were kids when of we, we would I have did. that I, argument or you and I would did. argue I'd argue that the U.S. military is better and then you said, yeah, my dad told me he killed a man or something. I would make up all this stuff about my dad. And then it was it was like this, I was I was destroyed when I was like, hey, by the way, Abba, like, what did you do in the military? And he's like, <laughs> well, I saw the site of a plane crash once. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I was like, did, were there dead people? Like, no, nobody died. But, and I was like, I was like asking all these questions. Like, did you see dead people? Did you? you know did you hold a gun like any, anything like you know what can i use and i got nothing so i was like all right i'm just gonna make up the coolest thing i can so seems fair so we are gonna close it out uh this has been a, a treat thank you so much Oren. uh and and this is if you if you enjoy the show follow us on instagram and subscribe on youtube and apple podcasts we're on all the podcasts every single podcast app there is there's 4,000 podcasts. Relax on the podcast like apps. How many more do we need? Like, there's enough ways to listen to podcasts. So just like, just cut it at like Spotify and iHeart and Apple and all. It's just like a little relax. But um, subscribe. It really helps us out. Support the show. Orin, do you have anything you want to plug? Any, uh, you, want, you want to plug your IG? <laughs> oh, can I, can I plug one quick little thing? Future. Um, my, uh, my sisters and I, I have two younger sisters. So I'm, uh, are like two of my closest friends, honestly. Um, cause I'm a loser and I, um, we, I, I got into vintage typewriters and we start, we're, we started a company very early on, but check us out. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be cool soon. Basically it's called Posta and we will take, uh, words that you write uh, and turn them into a, a letter written on a vintage typewriter and then send them to whoever you want. Uh, that's so, cool. That's yeah. so cool. Check that out, cool. that's our that's our website. I think our story is pretty cool. Uh, posta is the Hungarian word for mail, M-A-I-L, mail. And um, my, my grandfather, uh, uh, who's a Holocaust survivor, he, um, Hungarian, or uh, was his, his native native tongue uh so it's kind of an, an ode to him and um we're like kind of in the process of launching it anyone listening check it out i i think it's cool um it's not Sounds gonna cool. set the world ablaze but you know it's a little niche thing and 
and and and the the letters we we write on cyber they look beautiful so you're really sending someone like a work of art you should get what tom a, hanks to uh to to spawn to be your know, celebrity endorsement he loves typewriters yes <laughs> i know i question yes. uh, on the on the uh envelope that you send do you also yes. type the address on there as well yes we do okay. yes that's we do. so cool See, that i think is cool then right that's so oh, yeah. cool yeah so, i might do that nice. i might send my wife a letter that way that sounds cool we're not fully operational yet, but check out our site. Come on, man. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a whole thing. Shut up and take know. my money. <laughs> well, if you if you get in touch with me, I'll I'll uh, send a free one for you. We're, like, doing Aww. free ones for friends right now. So. Yeah. Nice. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for listening, for watching, for showing up live. Uh, we are the unofficial Disney Tonight Show. See you soon.